What's up, scholars? Welcome back to this week's episode. Today, I have Keenan T. Thompson from the South Side of Chicago. He's a managing partner at the Thompson Law Group, whose practice areas are in bankruptcy, business, and contracts. Today, he's going to share his experiences to get to where he is from law school to building trust and so much more. In addition, Keenan will share how your STEM degree can actually make you very competitive in certain aspects of the law in terms of your legal practice, but also what types of law can actually be best suited for you with the STEM degree. With that, here's the start of our episode. I got uh, Keenan Thompson Esquire here. Keenan, appreciate you being here with us, man. Glad to be here. Glad to be here, Brian. Yeah, so Keenan, we know as you being an attorney, just overall, I just want you to just share your story, even how you got interested in law, like where are you practicing at, and just how's how's it been for your journey just to even get to law school and to figure out what you're doing right now? Okay, so I guess law school, uh, the idea of like being a lawyer started out, you know, in high school. Um the main thing that I wanted to do was make money. I mean, high school, you know, you know how it is, you know, you, you practically don't have a car, you know, depending on like, you know, your social economic status of your family or whatnot. So, you know, back then it was uh, Yahoo. Now it's Google. And, you know, I just wanted to see, you know, like what was one of the most wealthiest occupations in America. And uh, three that stood out to me was doctor, dentist and lawyer. So I knew, you know, when it comes to the science background, I wasn't really interested in that. And I've always been told that, you know, from family members that I had the gift of gab. And if you don't know that what that means, it, uh, you know, you you talk too much. So, <laughs> uh, you know, I never really had a problem, you know, talking to people or, um, you know, answering questions. So that kind of led me on my path and journey into the legal field. So I went to undergrad at the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign and got a bachelor's degree in communication. And, uh, you know, just doing my research, I figured that, uh, well, I came to conclusion from, you know, talking to mentors and uh, other lawyers that you don't really need to have a, a crazy, you know, hard degree, like science background, unless you want to do, you know, specific areas of law. So the options were things like communication, English, poli-sci. I didn't even know what political science was at the time. So that was like, uh, you know, easy, no bueno. And then um, I looked into the communication background and it was interesting because, you know, when we look at communication, we think about mass communication and things like broadcast journalism. But also in the um, in the department was, you know, nonverbal communication classes and uh, things like sexual communication on like how people, you know, speak without speaking and the different tones of people's voices and what what those things mean. So I felt that that may be helpful, you know, on this uh, career path. And to be honest with you, academically, you know, I did not have a strong GPA in college. So, um, you know, that was kind of an issue as well when it came to, you know, deciding, you know, what my career path would be, especially, you know, trying to go to law school and getting a, a, a post-secondary uh, degree. So I didn't go immediately after 
college. So I took three years off. I worked as a, a college aid advisor uh, in Rantoul, Illinois, probably about like 17 miles from Champaign. So I stayed in the uh, central Illinois area. And then after that, uh, I moved back to Chicago, where I'm from, my hometown, Southside. And uh, I worked for UIC in the financial aid department. So working at UIC in the financial aid department was the, the last straw for me to be like, all right, I need to go back to school. And the reason being was because, I mean, I was getting paid a decent amount of money. You know, I was able to, you know, live a good life. However, it was just that the, the job in itself was, you know, that nine to five. I know what I was going to be doing every month of the year you know, for the rest of my life. And at that point, you know, I was probably about 25, 26, uh, three years out of undergrad. And it's like, all right, if I'm going to go, it's time to go. The time to go is now. So throughout that time, you know, I studied for the LSAT, um, you know, did my research on the different uh, law schools. And, you know, there's always, you know, different roads and pathways that you can go when it comes to the educational field. So I wanted to make sure that I can get scholarships for um, law school. So I ended up going to Valparaiso University in Indiana, which wasn't too far from Chicago. It's probably about a 45 minute drive. They call it like the um, uh, Chicago suburb. So it was it was pretty smooth. I graduated a, a year, uh, a year and a half early um, from law school because I just went straight through. I took uh, classes all year round. I did like all, all of my internships, all of my clerkships uh, within that time frame to, you know, build up my um, experience. So, and I worked as a, a intern at law firms um, in the Indiana area. And, uh, you know, I kind of switched up the plan um, throughout law school because the initial goal was to go into law school, have my own firm when I graduate. And that was kind of the push for me to graduate early. However, um, understanding like the rigorous uh, aspect of the law and what all it took because, you know, running a business and being an entrepreneur, you know, you have business management, but then you also have to practice law or you have to, you know, give the service that you're giving to a customer or client. So, you know, you're doing multiple things day, day in and day out that's not just, you know, a service that you uh, love to do. So, um you know, I kind of got a little cold feet and I wanted to go the big law route. And when I mean big law, that's working for, you know, uh, AM 100 law firm where, you know, you could potentially be a first year associate and the minimum wage is 180,000. Mm -hmm. um, sounds like a lot of money to me, you know, especially being, you know, 26, 28, uh, coming out of law school, you know, not really having too many bills, no kids, because at that point in life, you know, you start thinking about, you know, your family dynamic, you know, you're a little bit more mature. Uh, so, you know, things shift and change. Um, but at the same time, like you got to understand that, you know, like I said, there's two different pathways. You can go into, you know, working as an associate and, and work your way up. But um, a lot of people also, you know, come fresh out 
and just hang their own shingle is what they call it and open up their own law firm. And nine times out of 10, they're really a solo practitioner is what it's called. And that means, you know, they work for themselves or whatnot. They make their own dollar. Uh, you know, I, what I like to call it is, you you know, you eat what you slay because you kind of got to go out here and, you know, persuade uh, a client to, you know, take on you as their attorney. Um, it's a lot of trust involved. Like you have to, you know, really be detail specific because, um, you know, when you're a lawyer, you know, you really do have people's lives in, in your hand in the legal realm. Like uh, if you're a criminal attorney, you know, somebody can go to jail if you don't, you know, file a motion properly. So that's a lot of liability. It's a lot mm -hmm. of stress. Mm -hmm. um, so, you, you know, you got to consider those things too, like the stress levels, the stress factors. But uh, and then also, if you decide to, you know, run your own firm or if you decide to, you know, be an associate, the stress levels aren't that hard because aren't that much because you are given work. You know, you don't have to, you know, kind of earn your dollar per se um, the same way as somebody who would go out and start their own, own firm. And for me personally, like, you know, throughout, you know, law school, it was tough. It was tough. Like, I'm not going to say that it was easy because really, you know, academically, I wasn't the strongest student. And that's all the way back into undergrad. Like high school, I was pretty good. But, you know, the amount of the amount of uh, work that you're given in law school, I was probably in the library, maybe eight to 10 hours uh, uh, a, a day. You know, and it was just interesting because for me, uh, it was it was different because it was like I would see people, you know, not in the library. Like my my peers would never be in the library. So, you know, it's the balancing factors, like what type of stress, uh, stress levels you want to take on day in and day out. And, uh, you know, law school is uh, it's a lot of reading. It's a lot of reading. It's a lot of writing um they're really trying to you know push the the vocabulary and the different languages down into your throat into your brain so that you understand you know what it means to actually you know service a client because a lot of the time like yeah I'm practicing law but I'm also counseling clients because it's emotional too so uh the law firm we're a uh four-man team uh I'm not a solo practitioner. Like I have a team. That's what the brand really is for the law firm. Like we work together as a team to, you know, service our clients. And, you know, we handle a few different types of uh, areas of law. And, you know, one uh, aspect of the law is uh, it, that's emotional is estate planning. You know, that can be dealing with, uh, you know, elder, um, elder, the elderly, and you know drafting wills or if you have certain issues like where um parents are incapacitated and they can't help themselves or make decisions um on their own and there's no will or power attorney at play so things like this you know are emotional you know for our clients because you know they're trying to you know maintain their family and also handle business at the same time 
So we do do a lot of counseling with our clients as well. So you just got to understand. And, uh, you know, one thing that I, I, I did learn throughout this journey and this process is that there's so many different areas of law that you can go into. And there's so many that we would never would have thought that there was some that this was a, a, a law or an aspect of the law. Uh, which is pretty interesting to me. And I'm, I've come to find out that law kind of makes the world go round. Uh, you know, our constitution is the law. And, you know, lawyers made that. And you have things all the way down to like, you know, airplane regulations that we have to follow that is law in, you know, America. So, you know, it's, it's, it's always something interesting, you know, going on throughout the day it just depends on you know what you're interested in like if you're an engineer you may you know go into patent law and there's so many different types of you know patent lawyers you know you have lawyers that file patents and then you have lawyers that litigate uh for patent um for patents so you may be in front of the court and patent law is pretty you know popular and definitely rewarding as far as financially for attorneys and you got to have a science background so not everybody can be a patent lawyer so you have to have like a science degree to actually sit for the patent bar so attorneys who do have that science background actually sit for a bar outside of you know the bar exam for the state that they're uh, practicing law in so law has a lot of different you know tunnels and funnels that you can go down uh that you know can be rewarding you know it's uh it's a lot of work though like it's a lot of work you know from the start to finish you know when you go to law school and when you're done like being an attorney is you know a great responsibility because you can you know change a person's life for for good yeah, for sure. And appreciate you sharing all of that. That's very insightful, especially for everybody listening who's thinking about going into law or just had it popping in their mind, but not exactly sure. Uh, but one thing that you talked about, which I feel like a lot of the students will have to work on, too, just based upon what I feel they're in, is like you talked about that building trust part. Right. So from your perspective, like what's been, you know, some triumphs, but also what's been some of the, the areas where, you know, there could be a lot of you know, a lot of ambiguity, but a lot of things that you wish that may have been inhibiting you just from gaining trust from other folks and vice versa. Man, so it's crazy. So, uh, you know, when you're in your first year of law school, you really don't know anything. You know, you can have all the confidence in the world, like uh, you could be a great student, but you really don't know anything because everything is new. And, you know, how you receive that, you know, will you know, d- determine, you know, like your output in the actual industry. So, um, and there's a dynamic that can be developed in, you know, certain law schools. Like I've heard stories from my peers about all different types of interactions in law school. And it's like, wow, is this high school or, you know, like, what are we doing here? But it's interesting because of the, uh, the level of, I guess, you know, competitiveness that there is in the, 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 the law realm. Like, you know, when you're, when you're doing law work, you're really, you know, 
you're always dealing with opposing counsel. So it's always like you're, you know, across the V and you're negotiating or you're litigating or arguing on behalf of your client. So, you know, you have to establish a certain type of trust, one with your clients, uh, one with your team. So it can be difficult, um, especially if, you know, that person may have, you know, other issues, you know, outside of like the business that needs to be done. So, yeah, um, I think for me personally, as far as like, you know, trust is really trusting my clients, um, really trusting my clients because, you know, clients don't tell the truth. Like, especially, you know, when it comes to, for example, like bankruptcy clients and, you know, we're trying to erase all of their debt, um, you know, to give them a restart, you know, it's like, where did, you know, we look at your information and there may be an extra Harley Davidson somewhere on here. And it's like, you never told us about this. Mm -hmm. And it's like, all right, so that's a trust issue because now I, my license is on the line because I'm about to file this petition. And if I didn't do my due diligence, I would have caught this issue. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, there needs to be a trust relationship back and forth. Even when you're, you know, working with another attorney on, you know, a case as like co-counsel. Now I need to be able to trust you that you've done your due diligence to make sure that, uh, you know, we can provide the best service for our client. Uh, so now if you don't know what you're talking about or know what you're doing, then that causes issue and, you know, servicing our clients. And then that could be a malpractice issue. So you, there, there's a trust factor throughout the whole client relationship experience and even just working with other attorneys, because when you miss a deadline or, uh, don't double check your work or you do something wrong, like that could be, you know, threatening, you know, financially for a client or for you or your uh, law firm. So it's like you don't have room for, you know, multiple errors and multiple mistakes. Um, you always have to double check your work because that's really where, you know, you get a trust factor and you learn so much more by making sure that you're on top of everything. Um, I think that's where, you know, the trust gets developed in the industry. Cause like clients are a little bit, you know, shaky at times because they don't know, you know, they're not experts. So they're expecting you to, you know, tell you, tell them how it's done. And, you know, if you're not responding to them, you know, frequently enough, you know, that can, dissolve a trust between you and your client so um i've come to find that they the relationship um you know in the legal industry revolves around trust now i've also had you know different issues as far as like going throughout law school like asking people for help you you know like i've definitely experienced where i've asked uh you know a peer of mine for assistance with you know, an assignment because I didn't know how to do it. And I was given wrong uh, information, you know, and it's like, well, now I can't trust you because it's like you gave me wrong information and we understood that there was wrong information given. And the response was so um, lax that you can just tell that you were just given an answer just to be given an answer. 
And this is a peer that, you know, had already, you know, taken a class, went through the experience and um, could have guided me better. But instead, it was just more like, let me give you an answer so that we can, you know, move on from this topic. Like it wasn't, you know, it wasn't serious enough for them because it didn't have anything to do with them. So it was like, you, you know, you don't want to, you know, you, you, you want to be right. You want to make sure that you're on top of your, your game in law school. So, you know, asking people for, for help can be a little uh, daunting at times because, you know, you don't know if you're going to be given the right information or not, you know, and uh, that's another thing, you know, and, and some, you know, law school cultures that it's like, you don't know whether, you know, someone wants to help or, you know, they have ulterior motives. Um, and, you know, if you do decide to go into the legal industry, you'll understand, you know, the dynamics of different characteristics in uh, the law field, you know. And I mean, that's like in any, other, in any profession, you know, you just have different characters. Mm -hmm. And so like even hearing you talk about that too, I know that there's a lot of the, a lot of the young men on here are really thinking about, you know, starting businesses and moving forward. And when you think about all the stuff that you, you have, like, if you had to give any advice for, you know, the young men who think about, you know, as you, as an entrepreneur and as they are, some, some do, some want to be like, you know, what advice would you, you give them and what are some things that you wish you would have known as you progressed through this journey? That's a great question. Um, what I wish I would have known was uh, the actual amount of time that it takes to, you know, create something and create something that lasts long, like longevity, like to really have a successful business like that started from the bottom. Now we hear or, you know, that self-made out the mud like that takes a lot of work. And I think one of the best things that I was able to have uh, prior to me starting my own business was mentors who have their own businesses and to see like the amount of discipline and focus and um, just on key and on point with everything detail specific, you know, with decisions that they make. I think that was a key resource for me personally when it came time for me to open up the law firm, uh, it helped me really navigate, you know, putting together a team that we were going to be able to, you know, service our clients efficiently and be able to take on uh, volume, you know, when it comes to uh, clients through the firm. Um, I think one thing that I would have, that I wish I would have known was uh, the different type of people that that I would be dealing with like um it's just interesting because different aspects of law you know brings out different characters and um, people and different emotions so I wasn't really um privy to the counseling part like even just having to you know talk to other people that you know revolve into the industry because you have other attorneys you have paralegals you have agents, you know, trustees, bankers, you know, you're dealing with family members and people who, you know, potentially hate each other, or it's just, it can, it can be a zoo sometimes. So it's just like, I wish I would have been prepared to be like, all right, I know that it's just not all about, you know, servicing the clients. I kind of had to be 
actually in it to understand like what it means to like actually be a counselor, you know, on top of being a lawyer. Um, so I, I, I wish I would have known that, like, I wish I would have got a little bit more experience, um, in the counseling portion with clients before I started, uh, my own firm. Uh, but you know, it's, it, it's a, it's a lesson and I'm not complaining. Uh, it's interesting. Like I could, I could write a book if I wanted to, but, <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Dope. No, that was extremely helpful, especially, you know, as they think about navigating and what things they need to think about too. So yeah. go ahead. I think that, you know, when it comes to, you know, starting your own business, you need to have a plan and you need to manifest that plan. I think it's important to think, you know, not in the present or like what you want now, because as your business grow and as you grow as a, as a person, like your interests change over time. So when you have a business, like having a business plan means that you need to be planning for, you know, that business for the next 10 years, next 15, you know, if you see yourself, you know, working from home, you know, only working four hours a week, you know, long-term, then you have to manifest that and put the right pieces into play so that you can have that and be able to do what you want. So like for me personally, like one of my goals was I wanted to be mobile. So the law firm is a hundred percent virtual. Like what the the tools that I use, I can take them on a go. So I can be in uh, Columbia if I wanted to working as long as I have good Wi-Fi, you know, or I can be in California if I wanted to working um, because of the tools that I, I've I've invested in to make sure that I'm able to service clients wherever I am. Uh, so that was just one of the main goals for me. Like I wanted to be able to be on the go. And to, you know, set my own schedule. So it's like, what is the goal? Like, you can't just like, yeah, okay, I'm interested in doing this. And now I want my own business. But at the same time, like, it sounds good. But it's like, what type of work are you going to put in? Because you have to do your due diligence. If you don't have a business plan, that means you don't have, you know, your resources in order to, you know, for your accounting. And then you have, you know, the CPAs. And then you also need a legal team because anything that you're dealing with has a contract to do with it or your business needs to maintain, you know, its regulations in its respective state. So it's like before you start a business, you have to have a plan and it's important to manifest that plan because that manifestation is what's going to keep you pushing and going when the times get hard. Because, you know, sometimes for me, there's 15 hour days of just straight working. And I mean, you know, I'm satisfied with that. I feel accomplished, but not that's not the lifestyle for everybody. But those 15 hour days is what's gonna get me to, you know, being able to only have to work maybe four or five hours out of the day. And now I have the afternoon and the evening to myself and my family. So it's what you make it, especially if you wanna go into entrepreneurship. You gotta love the journey for sure. Well, I feel like that's a perfect way to end, uh, Keenan. I want to thank you again for taking the time to wrap with us today. Uh, I know, you know, Keenan, if they want to get in contact with you, if you want to plug anything, you know, we'll make sure you give time to do any shameless plugs if you want to, uh, just giving you that platform to do so. 
for sure. Um, if you ever have any questions, if you know you're interested in being a lawyer or you're interested in starting your business, feel free to reach out to me. Um, Instagram is thompsongroup.legal. That's T-H-O-M-P-S-O-N group dot legal. That's the IG. Um, my name is Kenan T. Thompson Esquire uh, on IG as well for my personal page. Feel free to, you know, slide in the DMs and ask any questions if necessary. Uh, follow us. Check out our content. We do, you know, provide a lot of information in regards to the different practice areas that we offer. So you may be able to find something that you're interested in. Um, but, you know, if I had to say anything, just embrace your journey and, you know, let everything align and just work hard at what you do. Perfect. Thank you for that, Keenan. Thank you all for listening. And again, uh, you know, hope you all appreciate this episode. We have more content for you all coming soon.